0: Yes ma'am, I read you loud and clear.
1: Yes ma'am, this is... Yes ma'am, this is...
0: This is the president. Nobody's ever done a better job than I'm doing as president. I didn't know that. Mr. President, I want to raise an issue that I think has been lurking out there for two or three weeks and cast it specifically in national security terms. You already are the oldest president in history, and some of your staff say you were tired after your most recent encounter with Mr. Mr. Mondale. Um, I recall yet that President Kennedy had to go for days on end with very little sleep during the Cuba missile crisis. Is there any doubt in your mind that you would be able to function in such circumstances? Not at all. Mr. Truitt and I and I want you to know that also I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes my opponent's youth and inexperience.
2: Okay, so what what you heard right up there out top was a a little clip of President Reagan from the 1984 debates with Walter Mondale uh, when the question by a reporter about his age and how fit he was for office at the time, because at the time Ronald Reagan was the oldest president, uh, Ronald Reagan easily deflected the question by um, saying that he wouldn't take advantage of Mondale's age at the time. Uh, and in this debate. So, and it was a big, big laughter, big round of laughter from the pause from the crowd. And that was like one example of what, uh, what presidential, presidential humor can, can do, which is what we'll be talking about today here on this is the president. Um, we have a very, uh, special interview that our Harmon Leon had done for the New York observer. He interviewed uh, David Litt who was a uh, comedy joke writer and a speech writer for President Obama. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mister. Litt has just come out. He wrote a book last year called Thanks, Obama, My Hopi Changed Your White House Years. Um, that is available at Amazon, wherever you can find e-books of that nature. And so Armin's uh, interview, I believe that's going to be out tomorrow, we think, in or today uh, when this podcast drops in the New York Observer. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, if it comes out.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, do you think it might be banned?
3: Um, first of all, the people of the Zur are wonderful people. Second of all, uh, sometimes they kind of push stories back. So uh, we've, we'll, we'll we'll see the article out when it's out. <laughs> but it's supposed, okay, to, be right. it's supposed right. to be out tomorrow. It's supposed to be out tomorrow.
2: It's interesting, yeah, because so uh, Mr. Lit got in the White House in 2011, um, and he was there to, through 2016 as a special writer and uh, assignment with the president. He was a senior presidential speechwriter um, who is now writing for Funny or Die in Washington D.C. So he's you know he he knows his comedy things. And uh, Harman had a great interview with him. We'll get to that later, but of course, right now we want to talk about. What's been going on? And if you don't know what you're listening to, you are in fact listening to This is the President, where we talk about all things presidential and tapes and whatnot. Harmon, how are you? My co-host, Harmon Leon from New York City. How are you doing, Harmon? That was
3: a really long, long build-up to for the introduction of me.
2: Uh, it was, it was, that was, that was the idea, dude. Building you up, man. Building you up.
3: Uh, everything fine here in New York.
2: Okay. So it's it, uh, is everybody ready for um our new White House ambassador Ivanka? Are we how are we feeling about that?
3: <laughs> um fortunately that there's nepotism laws and that would pretty much define why we have that law.
2: But it doesn't seem to really matter. I mean, you've got um I mean, I'm not quite sure how that whole Kennedy thing worked out. If you go back to uh, back in the day when the president appointed his brother, the um, attorney general. I'm not quite sure how that was legal now.
3: Well, I don't know. Well, how how does that work? Because, you know, he was, he was qualified know, so. for it, though.
2: He was. He was. Yeah. <laughs> they were brothers. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm not sure. Because that's pretty... As, as much as you want to be angry at the Trumps, I mean, that's even worse.
3: No, because I protesters. think if uh, JFK would have appointed John John as attorney general, that's different <laughs> because it's just a, a power dynamic where one's daughter looking up to her father, who is her boss, is going to have uh, kind of a skewed sense of loyalty of... That's my dad saying that, rather than that's uh, my boss saying that. So you, okay, so, so I think it's it's a it's a different scenario and dynamic when it's one's daughter who you're the father of, you know, in in a key sort of power uh, decision making uh, 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 position.
2: So we don't have to worry about that. Is that what you're? You're
3: saying no, I say it's different than uh, uh, um, JFK and RFK. Okay, it's yeah,
2: <laughs> it's different. But you're saying we're n- we, we don't not have to worry about. Well, there's it. a law against it. it yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And well, then, I mean, the the law um, is other- laws
3: in places. So uh, you know, it, uh, the American White House doesn't become like a monarchy. We're not. Uh, it's not Harry and uh, the Queen Mother. In, in the White House. Yeah, Prince
2: Prince William and all yeah, that. Yeah, uh,
3: ruling. So it's like having a ruling family, which, you know, I guess it's okay if they have an unpaid job on staff. Yeah. As they do, even though they're worth a okay. billion dollars.
2: <laughs> even though their Macy's is no longer selling their their uh, line of clothing.
3: Yeah, but I think they're financially Okay.
2: Okay, well, what? so let's just keep going. So, so um, unfortunately, we're not going to have Ivanka Trump as the ambassador to the U.N. So, but the other big news is, I don't really know, maybe you can fill me in on it, I just saw the pictures, was um, President Trump had another uh, advisor, like a musical advisor, into the White House this week. Oh, he we had Kanye. Uh, Come in, yeah.
3: It was something about when I put this hat on; it made me feel like Superman. You made a Superman. That was that's my favorite superhero.
2: Yeah, what well, was what was? Can you fill? Can you fill the listeners in what was going on? There? Um,
3: so I didn't see the full clip. It just seems like that Kanye is sort of uh, he's he's. I think he's bipolar, and it was kind of an exhibition of that. A lot of times, it's just the overall lack of reparations that we, at any given point, we say, oh, this is racist, this is racist, this is racist, this is racist. So we don't have the reparations, but we had the 13th Amendment. we got to open up the whole conversation. Uh, he's kind of hugging okay. the president and, you know, uh, denouncing, you know, that slavery was you know, actually a good thing, maybe something like that, you know? Okay. So, okay. but I think, you know, Connie, you know, cause he used to like back 10 years ago would come on stage. Like, I guess it was when it was, it was a Taylor Swift who, who oh, yeah. also that was in yeah, the yeah, news. Yeah. Like just yeah. like rush on stage saying, you know, she doesn't deserve this. So he's always been sort of unhinged and just because you're famous and, you know, making hit, uh, music, it, it doesn't mean that you're kind of not, uh, you know, have mental health issues, so I don't know how to respond to that.
0: He can speak for me anytime he wants. He's been a great guy, He's a smart cookie, smart. He gets it. You know, I
3: love you. I know. Did, you. Did I, did but I don't want to take.
0: I don't want to put you in that spot. But.
3: No, I'm, I'm standing in that spot. I love this guy right here. Let me give this guy. Uh-huh.
0: I love this guy right here. That's really
3: nice. yeah. Come here.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. that's really nice.
2: Hey everyone, we'll get right back to the podcast. Right now, I want to tell you about one of my new favorite apps, Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes thousands of best-selling nonfiction books and distills them down to their most impactful elements. So you can read or listen to them in under 15 minutes all on your phone. With Blinkist, you will expand your knowledge and learn more in just 15 minutes than you can in almost any other way. Plus, you can listen anywhere. I like to read Blinkist while I'm riding the tram to work. What else are you going to do? Look at Instagram? <laughs> So 2017, the Blinkist Library is massive, from timeless classics like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People to current Amazon bestsellers like Fire and Fury inside the Trump White House. And you know here at This is the President, we love reading about the Trump White House. So go pick up Fire and Fury before more people get fired. Blinkist is constantly curating and adding new files from best of lists, so you're always going to get the most powerful ideas in a made-for-mobile format. Five million people are using Blinkist to expand their minds 15 minutes at a time. Get started today. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer for just our audience. Go to Blinkist.com President to start your free 7-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com President to start your free 7-day trial. You can cancel at any time. What's more, that's Blinkist.com President. Now let's get back to the tapes. Do Do you think we can fear for a Kanye run in in two thousand twenty, or do you think?
3: Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, why why would that happen? You know, it's just like I think. I think think he just has some mental health issues. Is my takeaway from from all that?
2: He might be. Well, he could be. the 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 Kid Rock senator run never panned out, but he was like this whole week there was some kind of weird musical thing I guess maybe that's why Kanye was there there was some kind of they signed some kind of musical digital musical act or something and so there's a whole there's a big there's a pretty funny picture of Trump in the White House with Kid Rock yeah it was Kid Rock Nugent was Nugent Kanye is there? always been, yeah Nugent yeah, always then, shows, shows up for Kanye that was, yeah that and then what's this guy, Jeff Skunk ba- Baxter from Steely Dan <laughs>
3: Oh really? <laughs> fuck! I like Steely Dan. Yeah. Wait, wait, let me Google this. What, yeah. what would it be called Trump?
2: It's the it's it's Jeff it's Jeff Baxter. It's Jeff Skunk Baxter. He's like also in. I think he's in the Doobie Brothers too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: okay, Kid Rock. Mike. Yeah. Oh, Mike Love from the Beach Boys. Oh fuck, yeah, he was well, always that, a fucking yeah, dick. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was it. Okay, do I do I cut that part out? What? That Mike Love is a dick. <laughs> yeah, no, leave that. No, in. he
3: was always the asshole against Brian Wilson. Yeah. He was like, if you always see those yeah. documentaries, he was like, you know, yeah. quit that. You know, he was like against like Pet note Sounds and all those experimental the shit. He was just like, <laughs> he come on, why can't we just get sound. back to our original the hits? <laughs> Let's go surfing, dude. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan. Okay.
2: Yeah. So well, they're the, all the, with the Jeff Skunk Baxter, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, people were saying he's always been kind of uh, Ted Nugent right wingy, anyway. So. Well,
3: that's too bad. So, what was this having lunch? Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know. I I, I still don't understand what it is. I think it's more the music like modern modernization royalties act. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think. I think everybody was for it. I don't think there's anything bad about it. I think it was more about like I think it was about royalties and digital royalties and stuff like that. Okay, that's all right. Uh, you yeah, know, we can be all right with it. Yeah, it's nothing nothing wrong. I mean, I just want to say last thing before we do your excerpts from Mister Lit was uh, here's the other thing that was interesting. More Americans believe Trump likely to win in 2020. What are your what's your take on that?
3: Well, okay, so just this past week or within the last couple of days, he did another rally. Um, And again, if it was any other president or even politician, for that matter, and this is completely is already brushed over. um, He was praising General Robert E. Lee. And mocking Abraham oh, Lincoln,
2: really? dude. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> did you see geez. that? <laughs> no, I did. Oh, boy. P- Pushing it, it up right, right now. Right. I did. They just like...
3: So
0: gave you... a general who was incredible. He drank a little bit too much. You know who I'm talking about, right? So Robert E. Lee was a great general. And Abraham Lincoln developed a phobia. He couldn't beat Robert E. Lee. He was going crazy. I don't know if you know this story. But Robert E. Lee was winning battle after battle after battle, and Abraham Lincoln came home. He said, I can't beat Robert E. Lee. And he had all of these generals. They looked great. They were the top of their class at West Point. They were the greatest people. There's only one problem. They didn't know how to hell to win. They didn't know how to fight. They didn't know how. And one day, it was looking really bad, and Lincoln just said, you hardly knew his name. And they said, don't take him, he's got a drinking problem. And Lincoln said, I don't care what problem he has, you guys aren't winning. And his name was Grant, General Grant. And he went in, and he knocked the hell out of everyone. And you know the story. They said to Lincoln, you can't use him anymore. He's an alcoholic. And Lincoln said, I don't care if he's an alcoholic. Frankly, give me six or seven more just like him. He started to win. Grant really did. He had a serious problem, a serious drinking problem. But, man, was he a good general, and he's finally being recognized as a great general. But Lincoln had almost developed a phobia because he was having a hard time with a true great fighter and a great general, Robert E. Lee. But Grant figured it out, and Grant is a great general, and Grant came from right here.
2: So, a couple things, two things I've noticed about that. Number one, of course, I figured about halfway into it, he was talking about the wrong general. Okay. What, what general <laughs> so, did you say? So <laughs> no, no. So, he was talking about, well, you he said he's going to be praising Lee. Yeah. Which he, but he, the thing is, he was, he got it mixed up in his head because he was in Ohio and Grant is the most because I, I just finished the book about Grant ah. the guy the guy who the guy who wrote Hamilton wrote a book about Grant Oh really and it, you know Grant was actually a pretty good <laughs> president you know and a pretty good general and really a good you know, good
3: president. I, I read the the opposite that he was like bankrupt and he only finally uh, made money when he wrote his memoirs and turned out to be actually a good writer and that's how he saved yeah, his no, he, fortune by writing his memoirs
2: exactly the reason he got bankrupt is because he, the, the thing is the guy writes is like like Grant would like just kind of really trust he was really a trusting guy right. and basically they got they got totally fleeced like his whole family and it's like a stock market swindle oh okay that's how he lost all them yeah that was after he's president and it was like when people were taking advantage of mm-hmm. him because he was oh you used to be president come come endorse our stock and he would yeah, do that or you used to be president and, yeah.
3: come be on our $50 bill <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so but like yeah. So, but Trump is so mixed up right really? there in that whole thing, and then yeah. Go ahead, also, dude. Wait, wait, he, What's the
3: fact that he's mis- mixed up on?
2: Well, no, the, he has the wrong. Yes, he he's talking about the wrong general. Like oh, Grant is from Ohio. Grant is like the most famous person from from Ohio. Oh yeah,
3: and so Robert. Well, our, of course, so Robert. Is, Robert
2: Lee is from Virginia. He is from, oh, so he's, is he's getting a bunch of
3: facts wrong here.
2: Yes, he's getting he's getting a lot of facts wrong on oh, that. I, I don't I, I don't <laughs> think
3: when it comes to Trump, there's no facts really.
2: <laughs> there's no, never but, facts. But but then the other thing in that clip, and I think you know, Trump sounds a little. I know he doesn't drink, but he sounds like he's had a couple uh, cocktails or something before that speech.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you know he. You said uh, 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 Reagan was our oldest president, but. Uh, in modern history, Trump's our oldest president, right?
2: Was he older than Reagan? I don't think so. I don't think he – I mean, we'll have to um, – we can consult the presidential time portal on this. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh 1911, so when he was elected in 1980, so he was 79. Oh, okay. Right?
3: All right. So then he was our oldest okay. president. Okay.
2: He was the oldest. All right. All anyway, all right. we cool. could edit that down. Trump's there. Yeah. Yeah, we can. We, I can get that. Sure. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so that that speech was pretty much littered with a whole lot of, um, and the whole thing about um, Grant did enjoy having a beer or two. Beer? He, he was a enjoy, whiskey you know, man. He was a whiskey man, and then apparently, but it was always when he was off by himself. When he's off by himself, you off by himself drinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, so that combination sounds yeah. grim. <laughs> He actually had um, AIDS that were like that were their jobs like, to keep him from being boozy. No, not that kind of aides. Oh. he had uh, aides to keep him from being boozy. McBooster, and he didn't uh, during the whole, whole Civil War. I think he was pretty. I think he was straight during the whole Civil War. Right. Okay. So yeah. So it was like yeah, yeah, it was interesting. It was a really good book, man. If you liked Hamilton, like the Grant thing was like it was like all right, this guy was actually, and he got he got he got reelected so. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have been that bad.
3: Yeah, and he got on the money, too. But, yeah, I mean, Trump's not known for any facts whatsoever.
2: No, but that was like horribly – that was like (laughs) a horribly – So then
3: why is he praising Robert E. Lee if he's not from Ohio? No, he's 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 got
2: the – he's got the the names wrong. He's praising Grant. Yeah. And he also is – he's praising Robert E. Lee, but he's saying it that – because Robert E. Lee was kicking their ass for a long time, right? And then Grant was a guy who kicked Robert E. Lee's ass.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. He's he's praising the the, the head of the uh, Confederate Army, <laughs> <And> we're, <laughs> we're we're basically those. You can't even display those flags anymore. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I think he's like, not that I'm defending Trump here, like he's very confused, but he is saying that, but that was the problem that was going on, was that Lee was a pretty good general, and he was um, kicking the Union Army's ass for a long time, and that was part of the, that was the problem.
3: Right, it, but it sounds like he's gushing over him.
2: It does, it does sound like that, and that I think, maybe because you're part of the fake news media, is that you're... <laughs> So quick to <laughs> to indulge him. Well, yeah, I think yeah, it's no, just like a good.
3: dog whistle to his uh, base, you know.
2: Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, he just. But the thing is about the the way the people were cheering. They had no. But that's the thing because he was doing the speech in Ohio. Yes. And so the people were were cheering. Yeah. And then <laughs> they would have been cheering Robert e. Lee because they just they they didn't know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: The Political Research Digest delivers fresh insights on the big trends driving American politics and policy today. Each 20-minute episode explores one hot topic in the news with two political scientists who have just published relevant empirical studies. Hear about their new discoveries and get important insights that are lost in the daily news shuffle. Topics covered have included the influence of cable news, the gender gap in voting, and the causes of political polarization. Political scientists knock down common myths while summarizing the latest cutting edge research for political professionals. It's a podcast for people looking to get beyond the punditry to data driven insights. Political Research Digest is hosted by political scientist Matt Grossman of Michigan State University and provided by the Niskanon Center, a moderate Washington think tank dedicated to finding bipartisan, market friendly solutions to tough issues. Subscribe to the Political Research Digest on iTunes. Or wherever you get your podcast today. All right. Okay. All right. Anyway, now that we've we've hit on all the historical uh, tidbits, we're going to play a few short excerpts from Harmon's interview that he did with uh, Mr. David Lake. Can you tell us about this interview, Harmon?
3: Oh, so the story the story is based on uh, his take of. Uh, uh, humor that is coming from the White House. Um, Trump, uh, unconventional in, in many different aspects. One of them is uh, his use of humor in, in the White House. So that's kind of the okay, gist so of the, we'll the, the, the story, which will be out in the Observer.
2: Okay, cool. We'll just play this really short ex- excerpt here, which is um, when Harmon uh, asked Mister Lit uh, if uh, writing for Trump would be frustrating. I'm sure that Donald
1: Trump is not an easy person to write speeches for, but I don't think you can separate it. You know, I, you, you can if you write jokes for a celebrity and they're hard to work with, you can sort of separate the. The act of writing from the person you're writing for—I just don't think that's possible when it's the president. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the question itself is just—it um, kind of, uh, you know, I, I see what you're saying, and I'm sure that it would be—I'm sure that like, is he going to use all the punchlines that someone writes for him? No. And I'm sure the joke writers are frustrated by that, but it seems so completely irrelevant, based in the you know, in the context of like who this person is and the fact that he's president. Um, and, and this is also you – know, the thing that I would say about joke writing is, for presidents is that uh, part of the joke for, is always that it's the president telling a joke. Uh, and you, you can't separate the, the written words
2: on the page from the fact that the person delivering those words is pressed. Right. It's, it's just not um, – it doesn't work. All right, great. Well, excellent. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, for that Hi, Harmon. You're welcome. And yeah, then yeah, what yeah. We're, yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah. So, you can have, we have more of those um, clips of the full excerpt of the interview. It'll be an observer, of course. And then the rest of the interview or more of the, more of the audio interview will be over at our uh, sister podcast, uh, Comedy History 101. Can you tell us a little more about that, Harmon?
3: Why, why isn't it brother podcast?
2: It could be sister and brother. It could be both. It could be yeah. sibling podcast. But, the, but they couldn't they couldn't get each other a job at the UN. That was the thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because one's the father, <laughs> one's the daughter.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now we're getting creepy now. Yeah. All right. So so this will be the rest of this will be over at uh, Comedy History One O One.
3: Yeah. As always, you can check out our other podcast, Comedy History 101, at wordsoverchair.com. Uh be sure to subscribe. Be sure to comment.
2: Okay, excellent. Well, we wanted to keep this podcast nice and short. We have a very brief clip from Mr. Lid over there. As I said, go ahead and listen to Common History One if you want to hear the whole thing and also read Harmon's story over in The Observer. And on that note, we're going to leave it here with Harmon telling us what he has to plug away. Plug away.
3: Right, so this uh, Thursday I have my regular monthly show, Tale. Uh, NYC's Best Storytelling at the Red Room above the KGB Bar in the Lower East Side. And just in mere weeks, in uh, the first week and in November, I'll be producing a storytelling festival at the People's Improv Theater's new theater space in Chapel Hill. It's called StoryFest. And I will be one of the solo acts performing as well. So be sure to check that out uh
2: if you do. <laughs> All right, excellent. Uh, thank you very much. And then as usual, you can find comedy history 101 over at um iTunes Google Play, Last.fm, everywhere you can find your favorite podcasts. And hopefully you'll keep listening, subscribe, leave us a comment. You like comments, right, Harmon?
3: Yeah, we'll read your comment on the air. Well, how hard can it take? That's one way to support us yeah. is just by simply leaving a comment. We are producing this content for you. We love producing it. Um, just show some respect for us and, uh, or show some gratitude to us and uh, leave a comment.
2: Excellent. And you have been listening to This is the President. As I said, yeah, my name is Scott Kalonica. With me is Harmon Leon. Every week, my co-host. Um, and you can find us on Google Play, Last FM, Stitcher, iTunes, blah, blah, blah. Everywhere else you can find all your favorite podcasts. And I want to thank Harmon for being here this week and thank you for Harmon for interviewing Mr. David Litt over, which you can find in The Observer, if not tomorrow, very soon, I'm sure. And you can find his book, um, Thanks Obama, My Happy Changing Was it Thanks, Obama, My hopi changey White House Years over at uh, Amazon, everywhere else you find your um, books that you read and things like that. All right, Harmon? All right. Okay, well, thanks for being here, everyone. Thanks for being here, Harmon, and we will talk to you next time.
0: Nobody's ever done a better job than I'm doing as president.
3: I didn't know that. Damn it. (laughs) Melanie! Where's my diaper?
0: Melanie is right now changing a diaper
2: probably 40 feet away from me. This podcast has been brought to you by Words Over Chair Productions. Words Over Chair is a full service creative agency with offices in Brooklyn and Berlin. Their specialty amazing storytelling, motion graphics, archival footage, all mixed with a flair for humor. And the best part about Words Over Chair you already like us. That's because Words Over Chair is run by yours truly, Scott, along with my co-host, Harmon Leon. You might have seen our work on websites like Vice, The Atlantic, Vanity Fair, Timeline, and many others. Want to make something boring? Fine. Do it by yourself. Want to make something cool? Get in touch with us. WordsOverChairs.com Hey, you. Yes, you. Do you like comedy? Of course you do. You're listening to a podcast where Harmon and I talk about presidential phone calls. So you like the funny stuff, huh? Then you should be turning into another podcast that Harmon and I do called Comedy History 101. In this podcast, we delve into the backstory of all things comedy-related, from the history of the comedy store condo in L.A., the Andrew Dice Clay controversy of the early 1990s, and, more recently, the history of the Trump and Giuliani and Drag video. You can find the latest episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Last.fm, Google Play, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Comedy History 101. We school you in comedy. You're stupid.
3: Everybody's not stupid.